you know, before I played it, I should have warned you guys. Are you ready for a little controversy? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Jason Ardeen is that the guy's name? Jason Aldean, yes, Aldean, yes. Okay, uh, all over the news about that song. Apparently, is like one the most racist song in the world, Frank. That's right. It's two. It is just. It is just the xenophobia, Frank. I, I gotta say, is very offensive. <laughs> um, <laughs> I watched this video last night with Emma. <laughs> Because it was, you're right, uh, the outrage machine for the conservative right uh, through the roof that CMT pulled the video, apparently, from their rotation. I, I honestly didn't even know we had TV channels that played music videos still. And like, oh, so sh- I was just as shocked as you. I thought it was just all reality TV at this point, but all right. So and I second shock to that. There's people out there who still watch things like CMT to <laughs> watch music videos. So, all right, you learn something new every day, people. Uh, so, Jason L. Dean, I, apparently a very popular country music guy. Country music, by the way, uh, consuming the Billboard Top Ten these days. It's one of the most popular genres of music currently. So, oh, it's killing the top one hundred. Yeah, man. So, I, it, I got to tell you, man. Okay, I don't know shit about music. So just objectively, from a guy who doesn't know music, oh yeah, this is a terrible song. It sounds <laughs> terrible. Not not it's not pleasing at all to the senses. Uh, it doesn't flow right. The words really don't flow right. I get the message you're trying to get across. Yes, I, I appreciate that. I really appreciate the message. It's spot on. Terrible fucking song though. The only reason you're going to make billboards now is because they made such a big deal of. It. Yeah, I almost think they purposely did a a hoopla over it to get some publicity for it. You could probably write a catchier song about the BLM and all that. I would have called it Summer of Love. And uh, that's the title first, right? Call it Summer of Love. And then you, you write all these lyrics that are ironically not about love. You know what I'm saying? You kind of, you spin it, you know, make or, it twist Or, it. you know, love should be peaceful. You show the riots. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I uh, have, I think I've listened to it twice now, this song, and I share your same analysis. There's just no catchiness to it. It doesn't seem like, it, it seems like a forced piece of uh, music. And Very forced. The lyrics. The shit doesn't even rhyme, dude. You're like, no. There's no real chorus. And I, I've heard recently some new country songs and talked about it with Emma, how like, this is rock. This is what rock music used to be like. You got the choruses, the lyrics. Like they just do a little bit of a southern twang to their voice. That's I, the dude, real only difference. Frank, I was man. just saying that the other day. Country music is literally just rock with a southern accent. That's all it is, man. And it's and the only reason you guys call like everybody calls it country the minute they say they love America. Like yeah, if you say anything about loving America, that's some fucking Confederate flag, hillbilly shit, man. Also, take off the cowboy hat, and it's a dude with a black shirt and some jeans. Like, he's a rock star. He's just a guy yeah, playing... He's bald. <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably why he wears the hat. Uh, so, <laughs> country music in that sense, I feel like, is just... Im- you know, it's um, a version of blues and rock, and it's just where it is now. 
and it, I find some of it to be very entertaining and, and enjoyable to listen to. That song, this uh, protest song against the Summer of Love 2020, number one, uh, what's the title of it? If it's not Summer of Love, he missed it already. Uh, Try that in a small town. Yeah, exactly. See, yeah, because you can't call it small town because John Cougar Mellencamp's already done small town, so you got (laughs) to, that's too long of a title, dude. To be fair, he was born and raised in one, and he will die in one. (laughs) That's right, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's named Cougar Mellencamp. I like the cougar. <laughs> See, Jason Aldean needs some sort of animalistic middle name, uh, like Jason Lion Aldean. Or, Jason uh, Puma Aldean. Yeah, Puma! Yeah, man! Uh, I love that. I was thinking giraffe for some reason. I don't know. He strikes me as a giraffe power animal. Yeah, I thought he was gay too, but uh, no, I think <laughs> he's married. <laughs> My one assessment of this song. I agree with you on the non-catchiness, but not all songs need to be catchy. You know, some songs can be melodic or, and interesting, uh, whatever, but there's just not a lot of good stuff happening in this jam. The one thing that I was disappointed was no good guitar solo. Yeah, dude, it's just like a quick three-minute little bullshit fucking... But I yeah, miss the guitar song. solos. The, the scripted, written, conceived guitar solos that all music used yeah, to that, have. No, no, no. That's a rock and roll thing. That's not country. No, I think country. As a matter of fact, I would put that as the soul divider, which wow. made. I would put that as the tipping point for uh, Leonard Skinner. That's what made him rock. Dude, I, well, because they had the two lead guitarists, so you were able to intertwine you know, that those melodies, uh, that's why... I mean, think about them today, would, they would probably be considered country. Yeah, Southern Rock, it's funny, yeah. You think, like, Leonard Skinner and Allman Brothers, would that be country music these days? I mean, there's some dead. Listen to Working Man's Dead. The album is uh, borderline country music. I mean, they have slide guitar going on. It, it's, you know, it, it, it sounds... Yeah, but what country nowadays has the slide guitar? That's what I mean, dude. You're right. It, country kind of just became rock. Yeah, or yeah, the two things merged because rock pop music became whatever the hell Machine Gun Kelly is. And, you know, nobody really wants to listen to that. <laughs> That's not rock, dude. <laughs> and so yeah, the the other version of rock and blues went to the the countryside, and that's too bad. But I just wish there was uh, some sort of good guitar solo. If that song had a well thought out guitar solo in there, even a slide guitar solo. Something so melodic that I could remember it and sing it. You know, you used to be able to sing guitar solos back in the day. Uh, It would have been a game changer for that song, uh, but no guitar solo, unfortunately. Terrible. Dude, speaking of Machine Gun Kelly, did you you see uh, Megan Fox came out with that shit about her childhood? Uh, That she's an alien? Or she, Dude, uh, she she was like molested. She was just pretty much... She was pretty much whored out by her mom and they, by her they mom. They all are at, at a very young age. They, they were like she was. She talks about like being like fourteen and like being forced to go to these grown parties, like dressed up. And I didn't even realize it, dude. If you look, she's in Bad Boys. The oh movie. wow, that's she's really crazy. She's so young. I forgot what she said that she was too young for them to legally put her topless. So when you look at the scene that they go into the strip club, the nightclub, she's wearing a bikini and she's one of the girls dancing in a cage. 
Wow. She's like 14. There's a movie with Brooke Shields when she's underaged and nude um, from the 80s. And there is, there, there's just uh, several instances. Uh, Mila, Mila Kunis, Mila Kunis, she was like 14 when she got the gig for all uh, that 70s show. You know? Yeah. Dude, these people are parade around. Take a look at Drew Barrymore's life. Drew Barrymore had one of the most fucked up childhoods, man. She was uh, the little girl in E.T., and then she just partied her way through the 80s and 90s. Yeah, this is crazy. And I'm going to remind people of this. I brought this up before, not too long ago. There's something up with Steven Spielberg and little kids. That guy loves to work with little kids. And you know what happens to happen to all those little kids he works with? They all end up growing up and getting all messed up, man. You think so, huh? Something with Steven Spielberg. I don't trust that guy. I guarantee in the next 10, 15 years, we start getting, uh, you know, Weinstein stories uh, from the Spielberg realm. No, 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 no. Good call, dude. Because remember, okay, what's crazy about the Me Too, okay, what's crazy about the Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein was Jeffrey Epstein. Like, of all the producers and all the executives, he was the only one. He was the only one. <laughs> right. And then they even they even tried to go after it. Remember, there was like two other heads, but nothing ever came of that. They kind of just paid off the women. And then, okay, so maybe three produce, uh, produ- like production company executives, but, but, but no directors? Like, what about, you know, the people that were casting? Like, Dude. nobody else was raping these girls? And with all the pedophilia shit now out there and, like, what we're hearing about the elites with Chrome and all that stuff, like... Weinstein banging a bunch of of-age women actresses? Not so bad nowadays, actually. Like, the guy kind of, like... Yes. He, it's not no, like he was, was the only drinking thing, the blood the only of thing children. That came out of this? <laughs> That's right. And, the only thing that came out of this really bad man fucked of-age women who wanted to further <laughs> their careers. When you look at the evils now that are coming oh, to God. light in our society with the elites and, and, and these just freaks that are controlling these major institutions... That dude, Weinstein, doesn't seem like he was the worst guy out there, actually. It almost seems like he was the sacrificial lamb, and they said, let's throw him out to the wolves, and then the rest of us can survive. Oh, absolutely, dude. You're probably getting your dick sucked next to half these guys. (laughs) I know. It's just weird now, man. It's crazy because we went through this whole Me Too movement where we exposed Oozed men for their, what they were, and uh, we got Jeffrey Epstein and Harvey Weinstein and Cosby. Those were the, those were the guys we got. All right. Oh, and then Al Franken politically he was the political uh, sacrificial lamb. Like, uh, what? Nobody under the age of sixty-five. <laughs> Who anybody cares about? Oh man. Yeah, dude, it's weird now. Like, Weinstein made out, was made out to be this animal, like this horrible, you know, person just dominating. It, it, he doesn't seem like the worst one when you look into, like, uh, Seth Green and all these weirdos, uh, these pedophiles, the people who are running these weird sex rings. And again, I can't get over Steven Spielberg. And there's a lot of stuff coming out now about Tom Hanks. 
Yeah, dude, which has been coming out for a long time, but was always laughed at because yes. of Tom Hanks. And I almost... I don't know, man. I got you know what gets me to the fact that you played Mr. Rogers. Dude, you're psyched. Like, I was about it... to say that, dude. When they made him play Mr. Rogers, I was <sighs> like, I felt like that was a uh, slap in the face to the American public. Like, yes. this guy's a sick, a sick bastard, and we're going to have him play the most wholesome person that's ever uh, graced television. I don't care what you say. Mr. Rogers was not Hollywood. He did not fuck no kid. No, I, I, I firmly believe we would have found out by now anything rotten about Mr. Rogers. Truly a saint. I think one of the last good ones that we got to have in a public light that uh, was... Dude, we got to grow up watching Mr. Rogers, man. Think of how influential the stuff you consume as a kid. We were actually weirdly fortunate to get very positive stuff fed to us at that young age when we were growing up in Absolutely. the 80s, man. Like, the, the just the garbage that's out there now, dude. Think of the internet that kids are accessing, man. Like, uh, thank God we had Mr. Rogers, and thank God that he, like, never was tainted. There's, the only taint... <laughs> I like to say the word taint. <laughs> The only tainting of Mr. Rogers is the fact that uh, Tom Hanks has played him in a movie, which I don't think a lot of people went and saw, to be totally honest. And there's something nowadays very off about Tom Hanks. I can't put my finger on it, but there's just something I don't like about the guy. He was so lovable and likable like 20 years ago, but nowadays there is a creepy factor to this man. Oh, yeah, Apollo 13. That was his good days. Dude, the 90s, he was he was killing it. 80s through 90s, but I don't know. Did you hear that story about Coco the Gorilla and uh, uh, Mr. Rogers? Oh, yeah, this is the Gorilla. What, they became friends. I can't uh, specifically. So Coco remember. the Gorilla was the famous gorilla in San Francisco that like could, could speak sign language, right? Oh, yeah. It, it like, spoke a bunch. I forgot what the, how many words, but... uh. Every day they would play Mr. Rogers for her. And she loved watching Mr. Rogers. And when he heard about it, he decided that they were going to go. They were going to do a photo op. The minute he walks up to the cage, Coco the Gorilla goes nuts. Right away recognizes <laughs> it. It's him, right? Oh, yeah. The minute he gets close enough, the gorilla starts taking off his shoes. Because oh. he opened every episode oh, by taking off yeah. his shoes. <laughs> Isn't that fucking nuts? I have various hoodies that I like to wear. I've got my going outside hoodies. They're black and gray in color. And then I got this one old hoodie. It's my house hoodie. And it's tattered and it's old and I've had it for a long time. And I come home and I'll take off my outside hoodie and i'll hang it and then i'll pull my inside hoodie you know what i'm saying and put it on and it's um i know in my mind whenever i do it i always think about how i there's some instinctual aspect to the mr rogers routine of coming into the home taking off the shoes taking off the shirt putting on the sweater you know like the whole the process (laughs) of like you know, being home, he put on the slippers. Like I, I, I think that's such a, a good way to uh, treat your life. Almost like I've done my deed out there. I'm gonna take off these clothes from out there, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna now be home and and be in my home attire. Uh, there's a peacefulness to that and a calmness that uh, it's that even the gorilla picked up on. 
Well, you should feel that. There should be a separation between your, your home and the world. You know? And, like, now I've left the world. Now I'm in my home. I'm safe. I, you know, I can do what I want. Relax. Take, you know, change the outfit. Yeah, Mr. Rogers was... Just think of, like, the message that dude was sending out to the kids, too, man. Like, it's okay to have an imagination and use your mind and be kind to neighbors. And, you know, he was... I hate to break the news to people, but Mr. Rogers was breaking racial ground in 1984 and, uh, you know, having black friends on camera and telling people, like, it's okay to, you know, we're all equal. You know, we used to talk about that openly. I know it sounds so crazy nowadays, but we used to be totally into, you know, equality. Well, no, we're not equal. <laughs> I know. Oh, wow. Frank, me and you are lower. We're oh, lower. Oh, wow. That's so, that's so. Black like oh, people man. are just better. That's why wow. we need to lower the standards on tests so that they can prove that they're better. And you're not even kidding about that message. I, you know me, a, an obsessive consumer of commercials. Uh, the, the trend for two years was there are no white people. It's only black people. Like, that was it. <laughs> yeah. All commercials were blacks, Mexicans, and Asians. That, there was no, no variation, no white people. Now, maybe a gay white guy, maybe a gay white. Well, you would get the lesbian white lady, yeah, that's what you would get. And so, now it's been going on for about six months now. Uh, pretty much all the commercials now are the smart black guy or woman explaining things to the white couple. This is all the commercials. (laughs) So, the white couple is dumb. They don't understand, and the black lady is explaining reality to the white couple. And then, and then, what always happens in these thirty-second commercials is the white woman understands now; she has learned from the black woman. But the white guy continues to be a doofus and has no idea what's going on, and is the the butt of the joke. Of course. So I, I'm happy. White people back in the scene on the commercials. It's nice to see some familiar faces. I live in Denver, so you know we we're not as diverse as you are around the country. But it, it was nice to see the inclusion, if you will. May I borrow a word from the other side? The inclusion of white people back into commercials lately. But the role that the white person plays now in commercials is the idiot. <laughs> Good. It's fantastic. It's, 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 I love where this is going. I can't. I just can't wait to we're the oppressed minority. It's gonna be great because then we'll have commercials where we're explaining things to black people. <laughs> <laughs> this is a drive-through line that moves. You see people come here kind of knowing relatively what they want, relatively what's on the menu, so they can order it fast. They don't argue with the cash register. They don't argue with the guy in the speaker. They just, they order their food and then they move. How does this work? Well, you order and then you move. You go to the next window. Oh, see, see in this line, everybody can roll their window down. So that's why they built these windows like this. So that you could roll your window down, they could hand the food through your window. I know it's very inconvenient when you have to open the back door to get your <laughs> fucking food, but maybe you should have thought of that before you got into the fucking drive through where everybody gets their food through the fucking window. <laughs> That's going to be the next McDonald's commercial in 10 years. <laughs> 
cool. I, I'm, I can't believe the inability of certain cultures to just not go through a drive-through fast. It, it, it blows my mind. Dude, come drive through Denver for one day. You'll be appalled that the light turns green. Nobody moves. They just I know. Don't go. They're just not going. Uh, we're not going anywhere. Nobody's. Okay. It, no hurry. Let me explain to you. Let me, let me tell you how Chicago goes, right? This goes from <laughs> north to south, right? In the north side, nobody's going because they're all looking at their fucking goddamn cell phones and iPads yes, and shit yes. while they're driving. Everybody's right? looking at their phone when they're driving. You go a little south, you enter the uh, Latinoville, right? And there, everybody's fucking illegal. So nobody's going because they don't want to be the first person to go just in case there's a cop. <laughs> <laughs> They're all so scared to go, even when it's fucking green. Just fucking go. La Migra isn't coming, guys. Just go. I had an experience twice now uh, on the highway where we've all been there. You're merging. You're rocking. You're getting on it. We're all cruising. It's early. We're pumping a good 15 over the mileage, right? The mile an hour. Uh, so we're cruising. And who enters the scene? Local cop. Cruising, right? What happens? A wall forms and nobody goes past the cop. I know. Oh, yeah, we don't have that, bro. <laughs> well, I broke the seal. I went past the cop. I was late. I said to myself, fuck it. I got to get to work or I'm getting a ticket. And I'm fucking rocking, man. And what happens? The cop stays behind the dude too afraid to go past the speed limit. Yes. Because you're more suspicious driving the speed limit than the dude trying to rock through the lanes and get to work. No, it's not that, dude. We've, we, we've, we have completely forgotten that that cop is a person. Right? Yes. And I'm not He's speeding. Probably I'm a guy who's been on the job for 10 years. Imagine how you are after 10 years on the job, <laughs> yes. dude. You don't give a fuck. This guy's probably on the cell phone arguing with his wife. Yes. He doesn't even notice what speed exactly. he's going or you're going. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't give a fuck. I did it again today, this morning. I'm cruising. I hit this wall. I'm saying, what's going on in my head? I see the cop driving behind one guy. Everybody's lined up with the cop. I go around the cop. I fucking busted it. He, never, it. he didn't, didn't even notice me, probably, man. I'm, I'm, I got to get to work, dude. What are you pussies doing? What is everybody's obsession with just, oh, I can't go past the cop? Like, you're more obvious now, because you're afraid of something. You don't want him to pull you over, so you're, you're showing your cards, man. Yeah, that is true. Normally, the cops... Like, do you think the cop's cruising behind you with his gun the whole time? Just, you know, like, clocking you, you know? Uh, only, <laughs> like, if you're bl- only if you're black. Well, yeah, I'm only speaking for white people in Denver. I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to offend any of our listeners in other cities, the major cities where they have natural diversity, you know, normal diversity. Uh, um, but speak, <laughs> speak Dude, of- I got to do it. I felt like such an asshole the other day. So, there's like this stretch of road, dude, where if you don't go five over the speed limit, you hit every red light. 
Yes. So you have to you have to go over you have to get that green, you gotta gun it. And then you gotta go forty, even though it's thirty-five, you go forty, and then you hit every green. Oh, uh, and is there right? any better feeling than just rolling through like a dozen greens, man? Like Oh no, dude! And we're we're coming up. The first light is green. I'm about to fucking fly. <laughs> this guy sees the numbers on the stop hand for the walk for the walk lane. You know, oh, yeah. the pedestrian walk, and so he knows it's about to turn yellow. So he stops. Oh man, he stops, and then it turns yellow, and I can't stop. But I. I go into the left turn lane. Um, that's how pissed off I am, right? <laughs> I'm going straight, but I go into the left turn lane. I do I this. Little, I window. do this move often, actually. I roll down my window and I start yelling at this guy. Oh, right? nice. And then we're, I'm yelling at him, and, I, and then I fi- and then I realize he's he's not from here. Of course. <laughs> and, then, and then I finally go, I go. Where the fuck are you from? And I don't even know what country he said. And I go, great. You're not there anymore. You're in America. We go five over so we can hit the fucking green. So we can hit the fucking green. I literally sell him. I go, you know why Americans make more money than wherever the fuck you're from? Because we hit the green. Now fucking drive. And then, uh, and then I, I like the light turns green and I just gun it and go in front of him and everything. And then I hit all the greens. He hit the reds because he didn't. Of course, yeah. And as I. I'm like so happy with myself that I'm like, you know, and then I thought about it. I realized like, I just yelled at an immigrant for not going faster than the law. <laughs> Welcome to America. Like, like, what kind of asshole are you for following the rules? <laughs> we all know that the rule is in Chicago. If you don't drive like an asshole, you are the asshole. That's just how it works there. And the guy has yes. to learn that lesson, man. That's one way or the other. You learn it. You know, and if no, you can either be the asshole or you could be the traffic. Yeah, it's your it's your choice. Yeah, here here in Colorado, everyone's so stoned off their rockers that they're just uh, zombified and and just they just sit there. The traffic just sits. I believe traffic would move if we weren't so high. Honestly, that's the problem here. <laughs> Nobody's going anywhere. They're stoned out. They're smoking their doobies, staring at their phone. No idea what's going on. Uh, and just like this perpetual cycle, dude, they're like a spiral down where like, all right, traffic's getting worse. So now everybody's pulling out their phone to look to check emails and do shit on their phone. And now they're slowing down. It's like it's worse and worse and worse, you know? Absolutely, man. And speaking of traffic and drive throughs where we were uh, coming from uh, there, uh, I scored a delicious McNugget of a story for you, my man. Now to the lawsuit over a chicken McNugget. A Florida family claimed the daughter suffered second-degree burns, and now a jury has decided how much money the family will get. Ariel Reshef has the story. Good morning to you, Michael. This lawsuit stemmed from a trip to the drive-thru in August of 2019. Falana Holmes says that she ordered a six-piece chicken McNugget a Happy Meal for her four-year-old daughter, Olivia. Olivia then dropped a McNugget on her lap, which got stuck between her thigh and the seat belt, resulting in second-degree burns. Well, the family's lawyer said that the nugget left Olivia disfigured and scarred. The girl's parents claim the fast... Oh, God, was this Benjamin Crump? Oh my God, I knew I haven't seen him around. This Jesus is, this- Christ. This is the most fat American story I've ever heard in my entire oh, life, no. dude. This is the number one fat American story of all time. Not to mention, uh, pretty easy to guess the race on this one. I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, well, we have a few Phil Staviuses in this story. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> no, 
how many uh, Ashkenazi Jews or whatever they're called getting burned by fucking uh, chicken McNuggets. You know? Just listen to the description of the scenario. The nugget gets stuck to the thigh between the seatbelt. My God, man. Who are the parents? Must have been one of those Uyghurs. <laughs> Those American Uyghurs, you know? <laughs> Dude, I am so floored by this story. I can't believe this was an actual lawsuit. We did this. Did, didn't we do this with yes. the coffee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did this, like, we did was, this so long ago, Seinfeld made a joke about it, and Seinfeld had its last episode in 1998. You used the cream? Who told you to use the cream? It's the balm. You never used the balm. Oh, the you balm. put the balm on. Come on, man. Food chain failed to warn customers of the hot food and cooked uh, the food at a higher temperature. Failed to warn the customers that the food is hot. I mean, it just came out of a fucking pool of boiling oil. This story is insane, and you nailed it with the uh, the names of the characters involved, and it's just so obvious why this lawsuit played out the way it did than was actually necessary. Lawyers for McDonald's argued that the nugget could not have been more than 160 degrees and should not have been held onto the skin, obviously. So in May, of a, a separate jury found some fault with both McDonald's and the franchisee. And just yesterday, Falana and her daughter were back in the courtroom as the jury came back with a verdict. After deliberating for two hours, they awarded the family $800,000 for the pain and suffering. And Falana says that she's happy that they listened to a living voice and the jury was able to decide a fair judgment. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Wow. Hey folks. How come I man, how come I never get it? Dude, I have literal permanent permanent pretty much brands from like scolding hot metal that I actually dentally touch while I'm either grinding <laughs> or soldering or you know what I mean? Like, I have I, get all... <sighs> I have marks all over my hands and my arms and I know exactly where the burns are from the kitchens I've worked in over the years. I I remember yeah. the oil burns, the grease burns. I still have the marks, man. I I the cuts. Oh, everything. I can remember the job I was on if I look at the scar. Like yes. I remember the job that like. Absolutely. I, never got $800, I was getting 24 an hour. <laughs> you were lucky, man. That was minimum wage, bro. Getting burned by oil while I'm changing the grease trap, man. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking bitch was eating a chicken nugget. First of all, I got to call bullshit because I know the race of these people. And let me tell you something. This lady got the meal from the drive-thru window, didn't move out of line. Held up the entire drive-thru for at least three minutes while she verified her order was correct. I know for sure this bitch did it. I can tell just by the attitude and the way she talks. <laughs> at least three minutes. You would think she would take a few seconds between complaining and searching through her bag to take a look in the back seat and see that her daughter's being scolded by a McNugget oh. stuck between oh, her no, no, thigh no, no, no. And That's what I'm saying. Belt. It was bullshit. She took three minutes to make sure the order was wrong, which it was, because it's always wrong. And then she spent another 90 seconds waving at the window until the <laughs> drive through person opened it again so that she could yell at her for whatever mistake she made. <laughs> then, after that was corrected, I mean, we're talking six minutes now since this thing's been out of the fryer. Then she handed the nuggets to her little kid. That's I, could right. I could almost see this happening. There's no way that nugget was more than 160 degrees. Yeah, absolutely not. Where's Johnny Cochran? See, this is what happens when Johnny Cochran dies. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love 
these kind of stories, man. It's been a long time since we had someone get burned by something hot <laughs> in the fast food line. Like, dude, come on, man. Like, if you're suing McDonald's for getting burned by the food, you're a low life. You're scum. Oh, you're you're no, no, just no, no. One, pure scum, man. One thing I can promise everybody right now, this $800,000 is not going to help these people. No. These people are helpless. Yes. Helpless. Yes, man. They are, um, they're losers. This, this is loser attitude and mentality. Oh, yeah. Man, first yeah. of all, I just would be so embarrassed to admit I was eating McDonald's that I wouldn't tell people I got burned by a chicken McNugget stuck between my thigh <laughs> and the seatbelt. I'd be really embarrassed to tell people my kid is so fat that we didn't notice there was a chicken nugget between her fat thigh and a goddamn seatbelt. <laughs> you know when you know you know what it would avoid this cooking for your kid instead of fucking shoving their face with chicken. I can only imagine how fat the mother is. You know. Oh man, just imagine if you weren't getting McDonald's and yeah, cooking some food instead. Wow, this is a. Uh... What a- you know what never burned my leg? The chicken Nona makes for me. Oh, dude, Fucking- dude, chicken McNugget stuck between the thigh <laughs> and the seatbelt. I can't get over that, man. It's like- That's the worst part. You didn't even get burned by real chicken. <laughs> How long was this nugget stuck to your thigh, man? <laughs> I've burned myself. I'm just saying this as someone who cooked professionally for 15 years. Like, I- I've burned myself like so unimaginably bad like i i've had the worst burns in my life occur on my body like there's no how do you have a mcnugget stuck to you for that long without screaming and pain you're gonna reach out it's your child well, like that's what i was thinking like, yeah dude don't you- second degree burns they show pictures of this burn it's like a serious burn sort of i mean it it's just I don't know, dude. I think bullshit. I, think I say she bullshit, had, like, too. Yeah, I don't know. I think she got some fucking 12-volt fucking microwave that you plug into your fucking cigarette lighter. <laughs> microwave the shit out of that nugget. Slapped it on her little baby's thigh. I think something happened here that uh, we're, we don't have the yes. full info yeah. on. Because no, it just... Like, it doesn't seem right, man. How, how Do we get anything hot out of the drive-thru ever, actually, man? No. No. It was just, dude, it was just like that coffee case. Yes, like everybody exactly. La- everybody, everybody does laugh about it, but it, I forgot what this thing was. Something actually did happen where uh, somebody had set the machine too high. So the lady that, that actually did get burned from the coffee did, re- she actually got coffee that was like, way, it was scolding hot. It was way too hot. For sure. But she also put so, it between her legs. Which was ridiculous, yeah. Which, yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's an absurdity I mean, level here. I mean, were where... you trying to sneak into a movie theater? What's going on here? Do you drink beverages through your cooch? Though. Like, what's going on here? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, get. I, I just don't think that we, we should uh, <clears throat> give people the ability to sue these corporations. By the way, they screwed over the dude who owns the franchise. Like, McDonald's doesn't suffer from this lawsuit. The guy... There's probably a business owner out there who owns the franchise of no, this McDonald's. No, I think this goes to corporate. I think they mentioned... I think, that's, like uh, the, you know, I think he, that's one of the benefits of being a franchisee. Oh, really? You're untouched by these uh, mega lawsuits? Well, you get like the... Uh, 
Like you're gonna get McDonald's lawyers, you know. I think. Like, well, they, here here's my final um, word on this story uh, from my perspective, uh, from my cooking experiences. Congratulations, people, because you know what happened after the lady got burnt with the coffee? You get cold coffee at McDonald's. Oh, now. can't get hot coffee. And so yes. now, can, enjoy your cold McNuggets. <sighs> They're going to be ice New cold. You're never going to get a hot McNugget now for the rest of your life. Yeah. This woman ruined actual warm food coming out of the drive-thru forever. Go fuck yourself, lady. <laughs> yes, man. You and your burned up kid. I just think this is so... Uh, we're like due for one of these every 10 years or something, man. And it's just, do we not learn our lesson on any way, uh, you crazy. are literally a character. You guys are characters out of idiocracy. You're like this fat mom who handed her fat daughter a, a, a chicken McNugget and then she dropped it. There's no doubt about oh, it, man. dude. I don't mean to laugh, but it, it's also it's not like this was an 18 month old baby in a car. Seat. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's a four, it's a four year old girl, <laughs> dude. No a four. I've seen four year olds <laughs> touch the stove. They immediately pull their hand back and look at you like, oh my god, what the fuck was that, you know? I'm telling you right now, this story makes no sense. Like, a hot McNugget, like, first of all, there's no way the McNugget got out there that hot, and then it was, like, stuck to her thigh. She just let it sit there? And who has a seatbelt wrapped around their thigh, by the way? Isn't it, like, around your... uh, It's like uh, one of those uh, car seats. Right. Where it like goes up the middle. All right, so you're feeding like a, if you're feeding your kid in a car seat McDonald's, you should not be a parent. All right, give, give the kid real uh, food. No. They're developing. This is unbelievable. Uh, you can't say that though, because the problem with the McDonald's that I hear from a lot of the problem with kids is uh, they have a say. They do, you know, and they're gonna every day ask for McDonald's. Well, you know, I think it's about what you expose them to. If they see you eating the McDonald's, they want the McDonald's. No, and, no, no, because you have no say once they go to school and they start mingling with friends. And then it has nothing to do with what you want or say. It's what's cool. Ah, uh, really? They go to McDonald's? Ah, yeah. oh, it's trash. Dude, McDonald's is cool, dude. You get the toy. You still get Frank, the you toy? You don't have any of the toys? No, not there's right a, now. You got to collect them all. There's eight of them, Frank. You better go get the Happy Meal. Come is on. it? Is it Avengers Guardians of the Galaxy 3? <laughs> I need all of them. All the Avengers. I know, I know it's like a square rectangle, but I don't know what's what. Like, I know all, is it all the Guardians are Avengers, but not all the Avengers are Guardians? I just want the talking tree, because uh, that dude made $56 million for it. Uh, <laughs> Who's worth $220 million, dude. Vin Diesel? That's his net worth? Yes. Dude, Vin Diesel... I mean this. Congratulations. I think the guy earned it. He kind of did the Hollywood scene, not the Hollywood route. Like, I feel like he was made fun of. No, and I, I don't think he raped any kids. I, I think feel, he just walked in. He's saying. like a Sylvester Stallone. He walked in and everybody just like... He did his own thing. Uh, well, I think nobody believed he would succeed, so they just kind of kept saying, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yes, like, yeah. Wait a, Wait a minute. How did you succeed? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you're doing 10 of those? How'd you make 10 of them? Whoa! Whoa! You were the quarter bill, dude. The Rock. That's how I got onto it today because I read about uh, him and the Rock. The Rock just hit a net worth of eight hundred million. Wow! And uh, this was all, I guess, because uh, what's her name? Kim Kardashian is now worth four billion dollars. That's insane. Oh, dude, money is a joke now. The lotto's you, you win the lotto now. It's a billion dollars. 
<laughs> Come on, dude. Yeah, money has Where's zero Zimbabwe? worth. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, buy that gold and silver in Bitcoin. I think that's where it's at now. Man, I kept trying to, I kept forgetting to ask you, did you fucking hear about the Brick Nation currency? So apparently they're going to have a meeting in August and they're going yeah, to convert month. to a gold backed Bitcoin, if I'm not mistaken. It was leaked from some guy in the Russian embassy in Kenya that next month is the, is the set date to finally release the gold backed currency. And then they would do all oil and everything. And once you get the oil trade in your currency, that's it, dude. You, you think $4 is bad? Come on. Well, what, be 20 again. what happens then, right? Does the dollar just completely devalue? Yeah, on a, on a world stage. And then I, I think here it, it becomes what? Then we turn into Argentina, right? Where you could have a wheelbarrow full of hundreds and it wouldn't even be worth anything. <laughs> I don't know. So one of the things that saves us, kind of like, uh, so like Russia, the ruble was worth nothing, right? For to sure. Us. Yeah. To us. But in their country, you could still buy stuff, right? Like, Right. I think, I think it's going to be like that with us. We're like, because we still do produce a lot and we have a lot of good trade relationships that like, I think in America, you'll still be able to buy the things you need, maybe not live as good as you used to. <laughs> The right. problem is going to be when you start talking about like oil. Uh, oil prices are going to skyrocket. I think if this if, happens, on our side. well, I think if they do this, then our government will release anti gravitational technology that they've had hidden for 50 years. And what would that do? It'll end the reign of oil. Oh. Well, then we will have uh, technology that people will be using and uh, need, right? Anti-gravity? Or, you know, just alien tech. They'll release some sort of weird alien uh, tech that they got. And uh, I feel like we you're have... Talk, you're talking about nuclear fusion. I think we have some sort of... Yeah, prob- yeah, that's probably where I'm at with it. Uh, I'm a certified idiot, folks. Don't forget. Uh, but no, no, I, I like... I like I, I, I think I know what article you're referencing. <laughs> my pea brain is, is going towards the idea that uh, we probably have some... Uh, it more right. advanced um, energy technology that we could probably utilize and sell, or you know what I'm saying, be still right, that remain is a, dominant. That is a, if we have mastered nuclear fusion to a point where there's a, there's is a theory that we have it to the point where you could even have like individual little cells, like running cars and homes, one. and I think we have that. Well, type. I don't know about cars, but they have the one. The idea is you would have one for your home. And then it's infinite power, and you could use that to charge your car. I also think we're going to do the hydrogen cell, fuel cell uh, car stuff. I think that might be, uh, I, I could see. I don't think so. Oh, I'm just, I'm throwing out there that I, I, I don't know. I know nothing and a certified moron. <laughs> but what I'm saying is from the rumblings and the, the weird parts of the internet, uh, just what I'm kind of sensing is our government is aware that oil's kind of, gonna fade into this other realm with africa and all that but this is more of an uh, maybe like an uh archaic ancient tech uh 
fuel system that we have something maybe more advanced that we're just going to be like, okay, go for it. Now here's our thing. Where I think you would see hydrogen come in, I think we would need... Uh, I think hy- hydrogen could prob- probably take the place of like a natural gas, like those areas that run <clears throat> off of natural gas. Right. You know, like the big propane tanks. In yeah, it. man. Because cause what hi- the problem with hydrogen is it always takes more energy to produce it than you get out of the hydrogen, like way more. For sure. Now, the where that would be an advantage is in situations like in Arizona, you have all the sun in the world, but nobody's there to use that energy, right? So you could use that energy to create hydrogen there and then transport it as you would oil. Uh, so it is one way to like store and transport, I think, renewable energy. But yeah, it just seems like we may now. have our hands on some sort of tech and energy source that <clears throat> we have not been revealing to the world until the most critical moment where we'll need it to regain dominance on an international scale. Well, I could see that. Like they, they, that would just. Be- they take over as the dominant currency for the oil trade, so we just make oil obsolete. Yes, that's what I'm uh, suggesting. Yeah. Like we have yeah. a new advanced fuel style system that will just make oil unnecessary. As far as, <clears throat> and I think nuclear is probably involved. I've just seen so much stuff where the hydrogen fuel cell like tech, like they pretend like. I just think we have uh, again way better tech 50 years plus down the road than what the public understands. And it just seems to me like, you know, we never let other countries get in on the oil game or the currency game. You know, now it just seems like, okay, maybe we're letting it happen so we can transition to the next phase. I think it's more just inevitable that uh, there's always people fighting for that top seat. And I think one of the problems we have is, we're too confident that we're going to stay on top. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, a little hubris going on here. Dude, it's you, very possible. You want to hear something crazy I found out the other day? Oh, yeah. So you know, like, the nuclear submarines and everything? So if we, if we want to take a nuclear submarine out of service, they will take the nuclear core out, right? And uh, the whole power plant just comes out as, like, the cell. And then they have this field in the middle of the desert where they just have lined up in the open air all of the cores from all of the nuclear <laughs> wow, submarines. Man. And then next to it, they have all of from like the nuclear uh, aircraft carriers, right? Do you know why they have it out in the open? No idea, man. So we do it. Russia does it. China does it. Everybody does it. And it's so we all can use our satellites and verify that they actually took that out of service. Oh, wow. And it blew my mind. It's like, so we all know that we're all watching each other at all times. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's pretty wild stuff, man. And they said that the only reason that there's so much like uh, cooperation with this is because there's no way to hide it. Because the satellites are so good that you could just detect where they, like if you said you just if if you said you took this submarine out of service and you really didn't, it doesn't matter whether you put it out in the open or not. We'll be able to track just from the nuclear uh, fingerprint where the submarine is, and we could even follow it. Wow, that that's wild, man. 
<clears throat> I can't believe crazy? it. Yeah, that's uh, that is really, really crazy, and it's wild to think how there are multiple nations in this world who have pretty advanced nuclear technology. Man, like everybody's always thinking bombs and warheads and all this stuff, but n- we rarely discuss, you know, the capabilities we have now as far as harnessing the nuclear energy and using it to power things like submarines and planes, massive planes that are flying in the air like this. <clears throat> right? I love your Space Force. Space Force, man, come on! <coughs> the aircraft aircraft carrier. I just think there's no way we're not going to be transitioning to some new technology that we have harnessed and owned for a while. Like, it, it, we just seem poised for it, dude. We own space and the air. Like, I, I've, it seems like the U.S. is is kind of the, uh, you know, the big guy on the playground in that arena. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I think we were. <clears throat> yeah, maybe yeah. we're idiots. Maybe, like, we just think too much into and believe too highly of these forces uh, in power. It could just be a bunch of idiots pretending and dancing in front of the screen. Uh, but, you know, it's the way to keep us uh, busy and occupied. Uh, one of my favorite stories ever, Mike, uh, to distract us further and away from what we're talking about is uh, something that is uh, a thing that we talk about or we don't talk about, but we advertise on our show weekly. And we may be in trouble for it soon. Did you see the news uh, recently about Taco Tuesday? No. <laughs> Don't tell me LeBron bought it. <laughs> LeBron is in this story, which is why <laughs> no. I really love this story. But Taco <laughs> Tuesday. I, I, everybody, I hope you're excited to be distracted. Taco Tuesday is in the news. Tonight, he probably could have trademarked current- Taco La Tuesday. Wow. La Taco La Tuesday? Oh, dude. La Taco Bra Tuesday? <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Bra Taco La Tuesday. <laughs> no, I don't know how to do it. I like, I like, I like the La Tuesday, maybe. That, that's, there's something there, dude. No, Le- LeBron's already made a bunch of money about, uh, over this topic. You could have even... I, I just opened up my restaurant. La Tuesdays, where it's always Taco Tuesday. <laughs> LeBron, come on, buddy. It's not that hard, man. Come on. <laughs> Dude, LeBron is, um, apparently, he did a series of commercials with Taco Bell. I feel like I did see a few of them back during the Super Bowl time. Maybe that's when it came out. But they didn't, uh, I feel like, land as strong as people thought they would. <laughs> but, yeah, Taco Tuesday in the news, serious business. Tonight, Taco Bell declaring victory. Guess what day it is. After the fast food chain won an ongoing legal battle over the phrase Taco Tuesday, making it free to use in 49 states. It's Taco Tuesday. And it being Taco Tuesday. First of all, I don't discriminate when it comes to tacos. Taco Tuesday should be for everyone. The popular phrase cooking up quite the controversy. This is Taco Tuesday. That's LeBron. Even basketball megastar LeBron James tried to take out a patent on the slogan in 2019, but was unsuccessful. <laughs> he ended up teaming up with Taco Bell. Everyone should be able to say and celebrate Taco Tuesday. When, when that failed, he just released a virus. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Called him Tony Fauci, his buddy. Got anything cooking up over there in Wuhan? How about Fort Detrick? 
Tony, I need a distraction. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that was it. That was all I had. Sorry. I'm LeBron in that scene. I thought, yeah, that's right. Not much upstairs. Come on. <laughs> I was <laughs> I got so into character, I had nothing to say. <laughs> My mind literally went blank. <laughs> I felt my chair get a little higher. And the copyright in this commercial that went viral. No more trademark, no more bleeping. Starting right now. The taco tension boiling over when Taco Bell filed a petition to cancel the trademark owned by Wyoming-based chain Taco John's, who have claimed the phrase as their own since 1989. Taco John. What? Yeah, dude, no, this gets deep. You're the funniest Taco John! Dude, you're gonna love this, dude. It, the There's a lot of Mexicans that are very <laughs> pissed right now, dude. What the fuck are you talking about? And what about Taco Jose's, man? Come on! I was just about to say, dude, at least be a Jose or a Juan. <laughs> Can I get a Taco Juan? <laughs> Taco, Taco Jose, John. Taco Jose B. Come on, man. Come on. This is but incredible. Taco John uh, don't even use uh, cilantro. Taco, uh, <laughs> Taco Juan? <laughs> Two, <laughs> three, Chris. Ta Taco Juan, but you get two on Tuesday. Ooh. Oh man, I should open a Mexican restaurant. The God, Taco man. Tuesday twofer. That's what you get. The two for Tuesday, two for Tuesdays. Uh. <laughs> the two for Tuesday. Can there's so many retarded phrases? You know, like the. <laughs> How could you trademark these phrases? I don't know. I, I was really appalled that this black basketball player was like, I'm going to coin this term until I found out Taco John already owns it. Dude, and LeBron, man, like, you own, you own scoring titles, MVP trophies, finals MVP trophies. You've won the finals four times. Like, like dude. Do you need to own a trademark of Taco Tuesday, a word that everybody uses? The the Do Man podcast posted on their live shows. Like, really, do you need to own Taco oh, Tuesday? Okay. Um, You'll forever be remembered as the second greatest basketball player to ever live. Do you also need to be a mediocre Mexican chef? Come on. <laughs> Come on. And he can't beat Jokic, one of the greatest black b basketball players of all time. <laughs> First black NBA player to hit the MVP three times in a row. defended their trademark. He's on, he's on my route, Mount Rushmore. Here's our term, Taco Tuesday, because we own it. Only we can use it. The Taco Titans finally squashing the beef after Taco John's waved the white flag, agreeing to drop the patent and share the right I love the idea. I love the idea of LeBron James, one of the greatest basketball players to ever live, a billionaire. For sure billionaire. He's going against this multi-billion dollar multinational corporation in court. And then they look around and they're like, uh, well, I guess we got to drop it. John owns it. That's right. Taco, <laughs> Taco John's, man. We're fighting over something John already owns. <laughs> Not just Sorry, John. No, I got to hear about Taco John's. It's, this is dude, crazy. Taco John isn't even the story here. Saying in a statement, we're lovers, not fighters. 
but still taking a jab by bleeping out LeBron's name in the press release. Taco Bell <laughs> responding to their win today, saying this is a shared victory with taco allies everywhere. When tacos win, we all win. The term really it has become so broadly utilized in everyday language. Holding on to those exclusive rights would have been almost, in my opinion, an impractical endeavor. But the quest to liberate the term Taco Tuesday in every state is not over. Gregory's has had um, the rights to the phrase Taco Tuesday for more than 40 years. Stephen Altamuro represents Gregory's Restaurant and Bar in New Jersey, a local <laughs> establishment that has owned the trademark oh for God. Taco Tuesday since 1982. Oh my God! Taking on a huge company, and <laughs> certainly we're the underdog here, but. Um, yeah, we're gonna do our best. <laughs> One small restaurant making Taco Tuesday's last stand. So, so Haven't you, you guys heard of the fight over the Donbass region? Come on! <laughs> so much more to worry about. Oh, this is so beautiful, funny. man. Oh, I love this. So, so now it, you can do Taco Tuesday in 49 states except New Jersey because of this jamoke. Get the fuck out of yes, here, dude. dude. This, oh my God. this Jamoke in New Jersey will, will sue you if you use Taco you do Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, America's over. America's over. In a thousand years, they're going to be reading the fucking, you know, all these, like, all, all the timestamps and everything from all these court cases. Yeah. I think I found the downfall of this country called America. <laughs> It all started with this battle over Taco Tuesday. <laughs> it incorporated someone called King James. We don't know who this uh, <laughs> king was. It's the first time we can see in history that the king lost. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, he had a throne and everything. It was six inches taller than all of the players. <laughs> he rose above all the players on the court on his throne. <laughs> King James. Never could attain the uh, level of the uh, Chinese lady that juggled plates on her head, <laughs> but uh, he do was you, entertaining. Do you think he saw the how high up the lady was juggling those plates, and he said to the staff around in the court there, can you raise my uh, throne here? I got a... Hey, hey, Becky, remember when you kept asking me how high I want my chair? That high. <laughs> <laughs>